they had about it because it's a sensitive subject and people tend to have various opinions, there's controversy, there's various feelings and reactions. Um, so just have grace for me because I'm, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to talk about this and uh, I'm not going to say anything weird or anything. For, okay, I hope. Um, but um, it, it is a subject that requires a certain amount of prudence and discernment and sobriety. And, and, and I think that's often when Jesus talks about it, there is a kind of a call to that, that, uh, that, that our minds are to be sober concerning it. And I think a lot of the time, fear is a common reaction um, to some of this stuff that's, that's considered the, the end times or the last days. Um, I mean, technically, the last day started with Jesus, and kind of the first coming of Jesus to the second is actually, that's all the last days, kind of represents this final age of the earth um, before the close, closure, but um, there, is, there, is a, there is a final chapter, there is a last generation that a lot of the events kind of are, are, are put into, and that's usually what people think of when they think of end times or um, last days or, or whatnot. Um, so I think, I think some of the reactions that, that I think people have to that, um, especially with the fear, is either to put too much attention in it, um, and we've seen examples of that where there's a focus on it, and it's driven by fear, and it's kind of unhealthy, and then the other side is kind of to ignore it and not look at it, or there's a certain aversion to it. Um, neither, I think, are really the biblical calling or the actual way we, we should approach it. And so I kind of just want to um, go, well, I'm going I'm to talk about maybe some of, some of the problem things, but I want to move into what is the actual biblical lens and approach and position as as the church, as the people of the promise, like what what is our place in that? How are we actually to look at this, um, think about it, um, so on? And I think we've kind of lost some reverence and respect for it in a certain way, in just some of the ways it's been handled. And I let Hollywood kind of shape our feelings towards this kind of thing, you know, like the the, the apocalypse that. Uh, that apocalypse actually, I mean, it just means the unveiling or uncovering kind of, and it's come to mean this worldwide catastrophe that we need to stop, right? In the movies, the heroes always try to stop the apocalypse. And uh, so the idea that the destruction of the earth could be a good thing, a redemptive thing, it's, it's, that's weird. That's a, that's a hard thing for people to get their head around. Um, in saying that, you can step on some toes, uh, especially like in, from the world's perspective. There's like a, that idea of you got to save save the world, or you know, I mean, the mantra of our culture, save the planet, right? So then to say no, it, we actually are anticipating this in a, in a good way that it's actually good will come out of this. It's uh, kind of pushes against something, um, but really. That's God's plan for redemption. Uh, that, that's God's plan 
That's not something that, that's coming that is not from God. That is from God, and that's the plan. And that, that is, um, for us, it's, our, it's the realization of our full inheritance. The first advent marked a partial, partial inheritance. We, got, we received some, some of the things. Um, the second coming, that's, that's going to be the fullness. So that's actually, we look, we look to it in a hopeful way. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's would be wise and prudent to to look at these things and to consider them, but with sobriety and discernment and not as a primary focus. The the, the gospel is our primary focus, and it has to be our foundation. It has to be the lens that we view it through. Um, Viewing, viewing any of these things through a lens of fear is not, um, is not our calling. It, and, and I think um, if you're not grounded in, in, in the gospel, fear, fear has an opportunity to come in and, and, and kind of uh, cast its shadow over the whole thing. Um, so I, I kind of see, I kinda see, like I was saying, these two things kind of happening. On the one on, um, in the church that are maybe are are problematic and just our approach to viewing uh, biblical prophecy concerning the end times. And the first is the kind of obvious one: the sensationalists, the doomsday preppers, um, you know, that have guns and are stockpiling food and are afraid of the economic collapse and and all of that. And um, you know. A lot of people have those have met those people or have some kind of no family that moved out into the boonies to build their apocalypse compound and hide from the world, or you know their conspiracy theory uncle who's going on about like the Bible code and uh, you know this is what's coming and, and like this kind of fearful approach that we need to hide away or like um, it's kind of this this. Save yourself, scarcity, um, stockpiling mentality kind of characterized that uh, the toilet paper apocalypse of 2020, <laughs> uh, that hoarding kind of thing, and that that is not in the character of the children of God. Um, so, so I don't know. Seeing that, there's, that is, you know, right away, that's no, that is, that's not, that, that's not the calling. I think probably that it's. You know, it's possible, it's probable that God would um, call people to prepare in a material way. I just think, I would almost guarantee it's not for themselves. If that was a calling on people, it would, it would be, it would be totally out of love, not fear, and it's probably not for themselves, and maybe not even for anyone they know. If if people had that calling, um, but primarily our our calling in preparation is spiritual. Um, so, um, anyways, those kind of—I actually have never met those kind of extreme people. I, I'm aware of them because of the internet. I've come across them, but I—it's not something that I feel like I have run into really in the church. The thing that I've probably run into more is is more of um, the other side, um, and, it's, and I think there's various reasons for that kind of. Is an aversion sometimes, or an avoidance, or sometimes it's a scoffing or a dismissal. Uh, there's various reactions, but it's 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 
kind of, I think it's that old adage of like the devil doesn't care which side of the horse he gets you off as long as he gets you off. So, and you see this happening in the church over and over again where you have someone take kind of an extreme view, say, I'm going to be fearful about the end times and, and obsess over prophecy and, and do this and hurt people and manipulate people and create this thing. And as a reaction, um, you know, people see that and, and it's like, well, I'm going to distance myself as much as I can from that. I'm not even going to consider the prophecy. I'm not even going to look at that at all. And then you're on the other side, which, which I think actually is, is good ground for those other ones to rise up. If you don't talk about it, if you don't consider it, then it gives a chance for someone else to come and, and uh, create, stir up things. So, um, Um, I mean, and, and, like, that's not, sometimes I think it's just that um, we don't really know how to think about or approach the subject um, because it, because there has been a lot of controversy, there has been a lot of opinions, and, uh, and that's where discernment is, is so key because, uh, you know, you, you need the spirit uh, to look at prophecy. Um, it's just essential, um, but I think I think maybe to some extent the church uh, has kind of adopted trying to be prudent or responsible. It's been like that's been done poorly, so we just won't talk about it at all. Um, actually, like when I when I first when I first came to faith, and it was kind of in a weird way because I was totally, I was living out in the wilderness. I was quite disconnected from the world, but I was also totally disconnected from the church and Christians. I was just alone, came to faith, and it was really interesting in that time because I was I was uh, completely relying on the Spirit um, to, um, to teach me and to give me, I had no idea who authors or preachers or anything were. So it's just up to the spirit to say, here's this, here's that, here's that, and, and, and to give me. And it was incredible how I learned. It was I come out of a new age kind of um, world and, and viewpoint, and I had a lot of questions that I needed answered. I had a lot of things that I'd seen and knew about that I was like, I need answers for these things. And um, the spirit just like precept upon precept upon precept. Um, just gave gave me the gospel and 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 um, and taught me. Uh, but anyways, as a result, I had no idea what the taboos in church culture were, or the kind of the off limit things in in, in the church. Um, I didn't I didn't really know. And so when I started meeting Christians and meeting leaders and things, I'd want to talk about some of these things. And like one of them was, I to me it just seemed kind of self evident that like you know it's. It's possible that like we could be entering this last generation. Like that's just it just seemed like something that like we're probably thinking about this. We're probably having discussions, and so I I would bring it up, and uh, <laughs> it just like over and over again. Like you know, people would give their side eye. They look at each other. Like did he just what is he asking about? Like we don't and uh, kind of. Uh, like it was like I felt like Harry Potter saying Voldemort. Wow. Uh, I was like, that's not something you say. Uh, and uh, and 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 over and over and over, there's there is a number one response inside the church 
to any mention of um, end times or any with any kind of reference to could this be something in our lifetime or anything. Number one response, um, heard it a hundred times, and every, you all know it. You all know it. And no judgment if anyone says it because everyone says it. it's like a conditioned response inside the church. It goes like this. Uh, well, or yeah, but people have been saying it's the end of the world for hundreds of years. Uh, and it's kind of this thing that's like, um, sometimes it comes with examples, you know, there's like 2012, year 2000, various cults, Cuban Missile Crisis, whatever. But it's this thing that's like, there's no credibility to speaking about that because it's people have been wrong and kind of a we can't know the season. It's impossible. And and if you push it, if you push it anymore, there's kind of a the other response, not as common, but that, that I've gotten, is that's you're focusing on fear and pessimistic things if you talk about it. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of those things, I'm just going to talk about those briefly, but then I, I want to get into what is our actual response or how do we actually approach these things. Um, so as, just as a generalization, what I've come across is it's kind of, it's been done poorly, um, it's dangerous, uh, and, and, and that's true. It's true. Uh, it has been done poorly, and it is dangerous. It's not something that we just waltz into and say, well, it's that, it's this. It requires a lot of discernment. It requires sobriety. Um, it requires the spirit, really. Um, but this idea that we, we can't know the, 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 have no scope on the, the season that we're in um, because people have been wrong, so there's not really any credibility, or that any, any mention of it is automatically negative or fear-driven. Um, I don't know that that's, those are biblical approaches, really. Um, and I, 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 you know, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know for sure or anything. We don't know the details of things, but it's, it's possible that like this could happen in our lifetime. I mean, it's worth just considering. And, and because of that, I just think it's prudent that we handle that well. That we look at it, that we know what to expect, what to look for, what's promised, and our charge and our position inside of that. Um, so, the instructions of Jesus. Um, now, Jesus really charged to be watchful. That was a thing that he, he warned about a lot. Um, there was a concern that people won't be ready, that they'll be caught off guard in, in the passage. Um, Warning of, of, of like, you know, make pray and, and be watchful that you not be caught off guard, that it's going to come like a snare. Um, and and this, so the signs were given for us for that. Um, they weren't given so that people could make cults out in the desert. It was given for the church so that we would know the signs. And Jesus says in verse 29, um, after kind of giving a list of here's some of the signs, some of the things to look for, says, Behold the fig tree and all trees. When, when they now shoot forth, you see and know, of, and know of your own selves that summer is near at hand. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know you that the kingdom of God is near at hand. Verily I say to you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. 
So he's saying we should do this either. That we can look and that we that's that's possible. That you here's the signs, look, know the season. Um, and in verse 34 he goes on to charge to be sober and not concern ourselves with the cares of this life, so that that day doesn't come to us unaware. So we're waiting and we're watchful, but it's 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 a serious thing. Um, that that sobriety thing um, that's absent of fear, of pride, of uh, of confusion. Um, I got this, uh, this thing that just haunts me. Uh, I've just thought about for for years. Um, that how did the experts and scholars, the religious experts and scholars, in the time of Jesus, miss the coming of Jesus? Um, they knew prophecy backwards and forwards, and they were blind to prophecy unfolding right in front of them. Um, and there's just this, like, almost like we should expect that that's how it will be um, in the time of the second coming. It's like history, and, and particularly the people of God, we have patterns that we repeat. And, and thank God for his mercy and patience, because we do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And my answer um, to the, that, that question um, of how do they miss it, I, I think has to do with humility and discernment. <clears throat> primarily, um, and those are those are just absolute requirements for biblical prophecy. Um, it has to be done um, with and by the Spirit, and uh, and kind of without pride and preconceived ideas of, of of what's happening or our own ideas of like I figured this out. This means this, um, because part of the problem is it, it's open to a lot of interpretations. But there is only there is only one interpretation, that, and that's and the spirit has that. Um, so, so the fear thing, yeah, um, that really needs to be absent in looking at any of this stuff. Um, we don't read it through, through a lens of fear. We have not been given the spirit of fear. Uh, we're not a people of, of fear. Fear has no place in the body of Christ. Um, so when that subject is is being done and there is any spirit of fear, that's that's when we we move away from that because that that is not uh, that's not in in the character of calling. Um, we read prophecy through the lens of the gospel, and the gospel is our foundation. It has to be. Um, that's our that the gospel is our primary focus. If we're if we're not grounded in the gospel, yeah, we, we probably don't really need to look at, at things like end times prophecy, um, because without that lens, it really does give fear an opportunity to move in and confuse things. And um, it, it it's just I think what's happened with a lot of the, these kind of doomsday sensationalists is an immaturity in Christ where they're not rooted in the gospel, and they're not focused in the gospel, and they decide to focus on these other things without that, and uh, and they get carried away. Um, so for believers, um, for us, 
these, these prophecies um, are not a pessimistic thing. These are actually, this is actually um, a hopeful thing. This, is, this actually is the fulfillment of a promise. It's, uh, it's our redemption. It's the realization of our full inheritance. Uh, it's the coming of our Lord and Savior. Um, it's victory over a world that's encompassed in evil. Uh, it, it's, the, it's, it's the kingdom of God realized here. Uh, and the restoration, it's the restoration of this world, a new heaven, a new earth. And it's Christ taking his rightful position um, over this kingdom. So, um, yeah, when we look at this, we actually, it's an optimistic thing. And that's, and that's in, in, in these passages, that's what Christ is calling. He's saying, men are going to have heart attacks just for looking at what's coming. People are going to be terrified. Um, our position, look up, our redemption is, is drawing near. Uh, so keep that, keep hold, hold to that. Because um, yeah, for, for unbelievers, for those for those that have made their paradise here in, in, in the world, for those who, who place their trust here, uh, who have pleasure in unrighteousness, for, for those that are they're afraid to lose their life and their stuff, um, when their their hope and salvation is actually in this world, for them um, it is a fearful thing, and they you know it probably should be, but it should also echo that call of come out of her, my people, lest you be partakers in in her sins and receive not of her plagues, because um, the time's coming where the earth is gonna is it's gonna rock, it's gonna rattle. And uh, these things are coming, and, and fear and confusion will will cover the land. Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna rain here, and uh, it will be difficult. It'll be difficult to stand in that time. However, um, that we're not called to that. Um, we're the saints of the Most High. Um, our foundation isn't in this world. Um, we're, hid- we're hidden in, in the ark that is Christ. Um, our souls are secure. We're not appointed to this wrath. Um, we don't fear death and suffering. Uh, our life is held until the minute. We'll be given grace in time of need. Uh, our calling is not to run and hide, not to stockpile, not to do these things. Our, our calling is to rise up and stand and be the light of the world in, in that time. Um, we're the people that, that will, we wait patiently knowing that that what this is, we're waiting on our Savior. And, uh, you know, our, our, we're, we're saying God is faithful. In this, we're, we're, we're able to stand in this fear and confusion and say God is faithful. Um, that's our call. Um, and so we have this this opportunity to really um, prepare to become unmoved in this time. Um, whenever it comes, but I'm, I'm just saying the calling of the church is, is to be ready for that time. Um, so that we're not surprised and taken off guard, but that, that we can we can have a foundation and um, and become the church 
that's in the world and not of it. So that, so that uh, external, our external life can change, can fall apart, um, but it doesn't distress us because we're rooted and grounded in God. And the cross of Christ is our bedrock. Um, so our preparation for this time is almost, I would say, almost entirely spiritual. Um, and it's really just the heart of the gospel, which is a surrendering of our life, like an inwardly disconnecting ourselves from this world and consecrating onto the cross of Christ and being transformed by the Spirit, the living God. Um, and this process begins in repentance. We surrender everything of this world. We, we search our hearts. Um, where's, our, where's our faith and our hope? Where's our treasure? Is it in our is it in our stuff and our money? Is it in our our dreams of what we're going to do here? Is our security in our jobs, in our bank account, in our in our family, in our friends? We 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 look at those things and and we move we move that to be planted in everything. Our faith is our faith, our hope, our treasure is in heaven. Um, and then, and then, so when everything, when everything of this world falls apart, um, it's this opportunity for our souls to prosper, really, because um, there, there is a time of tri tribulation coming. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not making a claim that I know it's coming for sure in our lifetime. It's just possible, and, and it's coming at some time. It's coming sometime. That's a promise. The it's not biblical prophecies aren't predictions of what might happen. They they're, they're declarations of what will happen. So these things are coming. And in that time, um, the remnant of the Church of Jesus Christ is going to stand under an anointing and outpouring of the Spirit, and we will move in power and authority and love like never before. <coughs> And we'll be the people at the, at the closing of this age, um, at the advent of the second coming, the ones who look up and say, that's who we've waited for. That's our, that's our redemption. So that's our, that's our, that's our position um, when approaching these things. And then, okay, I'm just going to close with kind of, um, I don't know, a statement to our spirits. And it's a, a reminder of who we are. I, I feel like um, one of the greatest tragedies that I see in, in the church is that we have lost our identity, that we don't know who we are. Um, and I think uh, an essential part of, of, the, of a preparation is, is to is to grab hold of that and, and to know that. <clears throat> so, for the people of, of the promise. So we are the temples of the Spirit of the Living God. We are the saints of the Most High. We are a royal priesthood. We are the chosen and adopted children of God. We are eternal spirits redeemed and sanctified. We are the light of this world, 
We are the salt of this earth. We are Christ's ambassadors to this world. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. Our repentance can heal a nation. Our faith can move a mountain. Our prayers can change everything. We've been given authority over evil. We are the line of defense against evil in our homes, in our communities, in our nation, and in this world. We are the ecclesia. We are not of this world, yet we are in this world. We are the church of Jesus Christ, and the gates of hell will not withstand us. 